God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. I just want <clears throat> to give him all the praise, all the glory, all the goodness. He is a good, good father. We can trust him. Thank you, Lord. This is Brooke. Good morning. It is Wednesday morning, and I made it through... I made it through my ACLS class, praise God. I uh, was nervous because I had let my credential expire. So if you don't know what that is, that is a credential anyone in emergent or urgent or hospital settings have to take. And it has to do with learning how to do resuscitation. And and it's put out by the American Heart Association. And So anyways, I had let it expire because I had stopped working in that field for so long. But I am just praying into possibly getting back into it. I just, something is stirring inside me. I'm just praying that I'm not going back to, you know, familiar tendencies. But God did also give us skills and gifts in every area. And, you know, we never know. We just have to be, I guess, willing to just walk it out. And so um, there are sacrifices in that for sure. Because when I went into primary care, it was a lot of, like, an ease of schedule with children's events and stuff, but I am so miserable, and there's just a lot of deep layers to that, Um, you know, if I've set up my entire schedule around my children, and in this move, we've just been all kind of getting pruned, and I've been seeing the common child tendency of ungratefulness, and even in the spirit, it just reminds me how ungrateful we are as children of the Most High God and to give him thanks and praise and adoration and worship and really it's just worship that's all we can give him um, not just worship singing songs I'm talking about worship him for who he is because we are a new creation in him and so I'm transitioning into um, this season where um, I was at this season before at one point in my life when I was working in the acute care facility working 12 hours you kind of had a rotating type shift so I wasn't always to make all the events but it just seemed so much more enjoyable in a sense because I wasn't just guaranteed to be there like my children can't take me for granted that mom's just gonna be there she's gonna be there she took me out she's gonna be there to just do that like at the convenience and father's showing me that we do this with him like we take him for granted he's just going to be there right when we get into these epic disasters then we'll reach out he will be there he will be there because he is so merciful and he is all love and so there's a lot of facets to his love it's not like love like valentine's day heart love although it is an emotion but it's also love for correction rebuke training pruning discipline it's love uh it's sacrificial love so the lord is just taking me into those deeper places with him right now and he's given me the freedom to be like it's okay to step away from the children's like being all involved in their activities uh not that it's the wrong thing to do but there's a very fine line of centering your life around your children more than you would the father in heaven and you know, American society will make you feel like everything's got to be about the kids, about the kids, about the kids. But yeah, we were reading in Third Timothy. No, 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 that's not right. Uh, was it Second Timothy three? Um, 
about children and the end days and how, you know, they would be disobedient and disrespectful uh, and people would be um, self-loving and uh, self-righteous. And these are not the exact same words, but, you know, Father has given me this separation of it's okay to enjoy those things, but don't make it your entire life. Make my kingdom and my worship your entire life. And it's not because he just is some egotistical God that wants, he deserves it. Like he's worthy. He deserves it more than we do. So we got to walk out that faith. He knows our hearts. He knows our hearts. So it's the deeper places we go from uh, every day growth. So praise God for that. And I just felt encouraged today to talk about uh, our new birth and our new creation. And in John 3, Nicodemus has a conversation with Jesus about, I can't call into my mom's womb again. And Jesus is probably like, well, no, certainly most not. You can't crawl in. Um, Father in heaven, the Father wants to give you a new birth, a new creation. This isn't like what you think. You know, you know, you know it is natural. This is not. And I was listening to Derek Prince this morning, and he was, he had a great little two-minute devotional about how our bodies are temples of the of Holy Spirit. This is this is where uh, the Lord dwells is within our bodies, within our spirit and soul that's housed in these bodies. That, that the temple of the Father right now is not the local church you're going to. It's not the gathering you're going to. It's not a building made of stone. The temple is you and me and everyone who has been born again in Christ. That. You know, we bring Jesus to everybody. We, we're like this moving temple, you know. How effective would it be if just temples of God were just in one place? I'm even thinking of the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. They were moving it. They moved it from place to place, you know. It's just symbolic in some way. And... Um, so just thinking about our new birth and how our body is, you know, the temple of the Holy and living Spirit of God and what that means for us. So when you think about our birth in the natural, we have senses, we have five senses. We see things, we hear things, we touch things, we smell things. Um, I can't remember them all. <laughs> I'm a medical professional, but that's not where I'm thinking about, but we have senses, and so uh, we grow, we get bigger, uh, we go through pain, we go through things like this. When we go through our new birth, or our new birth, new creation, you know, like even we have our thoughts, our natural thoughts, our tendencies, our things like that. When we go through the new birth, when we're a new creation in Christ, we're all made new, like that's his word says to hold every thought captive under Christ because we are a new creation in Christ. And we contend against the flesh, the enemy of our soul. We contend against it because it's the devil who wants to just keep us away from our new birth when in fact we are a new birth. So in that new birth, we have new eyes to see, new ears to hear, new conversations, new things to talk about everything becomes new it's a new birth when you see a new baby it's a brand new baby it's soft skin it's, you know the baby is just it's supple and sweet and innocent and there's so much life 
you know, you look like, wow, this baby has so much life ahead of it, right? Like, same way in the new birth, in the spiritual birth. We have so much life ahead of us, and we have, we're, there's this there's this beautiful transformation within our soul that it's like, wow, like, everything should be new. So when Romans 12, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, um, that is within the context of the new birth, because I've seen Christians that have the same conversations. Their, their conversations are seasoned with the same subject. Their eyes still see only in the natural. They don't, they're not looking at things in the spirit. They're not listening to anything in the spirit. Um, you know, there's barriers. There's things that's preventing them from actually <laughs> receiving his fullness in the new birth. I think a lot of it is deliverance um, unforgiveness things like that um, so yeah just be encouraged today that you you are a new birth you know we, we need to just take back take a step back and see do the patterns of what we live like now does it did it does it look the same as what it did before you know we were a new creation Christ meaning all the kids schedules all the work schedules all the activities that we're going to does it look the same? Because if you're a new birth, it's not like there's this covert um, duality or this covert, like, second person in going on in your head that just isolates Jesus in certain areas to your life. I mean, a new creation is a new creation. It's a new body. It's a new new thing growing up. You're, you're, you're a new thing that wears, you know, new, new clothes are adorned and... Um, new conversation you learn to talk right babies learn to talk they start babbling and then they start talking and it gets more then they start putting two to three words together then they start doing 200 words 300 words that's how our talk should be our talk you know we should start you know being about the father's business getting in his word you know when jesus was being tempted the devil was like okay just eat this bread and he goes we don't live by bread alone but by the word of god you know, that's the bread of life that we live by. And so we have to, you know, start soaking into the scriptures and we'll start, we'll start babbling them, right? We'll start, you know, I kind of do that. I'll just be like, oh, oh, it's somewhere. I know it's right there. I remember, you know, David and Bathsheba or, you know, um, Naomi, Ruth. And, you know, you just start babbling. These things come right off because it start bubbling up inside you and ready to come out and then the more you just soak in the word your conversation just starts now you've got two to three more words going now you're starting to encourage people now you're starting to to walk in the flow of the holy spirit now it's just your entire conversation is is in the spirit so it is hard to kind of switch back um and forth you know when you're surrounded by people that are just in the natural still unsaved or you know backslidden christian backslidden Christians, lukewarm Christians, and you see there's real no, no real transformation. I mean, I, I don't think we need to speculate on salvation and stuff like that between them and the Lord. We just want to pray for that if, if that's something that we are concerned about. But um, we need to embrace our new birth and really just take a step back and even, like, get out a journal and think about how transformed has your mind been? How much renewal have you made within your new birth um, you know go back to John 3 and just soak in that scripture and just understand who you are as a child of God now when we 
think about arming up as a child of God as Ephesians 6 to go out we're fighting against the principalities that armor is like you know putting on that breastplate of righteousness it's a big one of the big things that just sticks out for me and also the helmet of salvation you know so this is on a new creation we don't put spiritual armor on a old body you know you are a righteous child of god you have to know who you are particularly when all those fiery darts come and we have that shield of faith you know those fiery darts come from the most wicked situations it could be loving family members and it just it's so hurtful that they do this they talk to you this way they you know they don't see you as a new creation a prophet is not without honor except within his hometown and his home and they don't see you as a new creation. They keep discouraging you. They're backbiting you. You see unforgiveness. Uh, you go to work and or you go to school. I went to my son's track meet the other day, and this girl, I mean, so diabolic, all of her speech, and it's just surely she's not the only one who speaks like this, and it's just like she sounded like nausea. If nausea had a sound, that's what she sounded like. It was horrible. It was just so dark and, and unseasoned with the fruit of life from God, from the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, what what, what do we sound like still? You know, are we still worrying about the same things? Are we still not surrendering things? Uh, where are we at in our new walk and our new creation? So be encouraged to just kind of reflect and sit back with the Father. Uh, you know, the devil right now, the biggest tool in his toolbox is to keep you busy and distracted. And it, it, it can be, um, it's not necessarily sinful things. It can just keep you distracted in an old pattern of life that you had been living, yet you're under a false um, presumption that you actually are transformed, that your mind's renewed, but yet you are still living that old pattern of life. So praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that word. Um, it's not going to be an easy journey. Um, we have to actually really sift out the idols in our life when it comes to not conforming to the patterns of this world because it is it, it goes back to idolatry and not putting anyone else above the Father in your life because He is, um, you know, first of all, He is worthy to be praised and worshipped, but He is above your husband. And he is above your children. He's above your mother. He's above all of that. You know, and you'll see people say, yep, God first, God first, God first. But yet, you can say everything you want, but is it just nonsense? Is, is that an unconformed, untransformed um, conversation that someone says that sounds good? They're trying to convince themselves that it's good, but it's really not. So we truly need to step back and just, see where we are with the Father, and I know um, what I was thinking was the devil's toolbox about keeping us busy, and there are sins of omission and sins of commission, but right now, our busyness, unfortunately, leads a lot of Christians into the sin of omission. We omit Christ in our life, the fullness of who he is, for he is worthy. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. When this goes away, when the tribulation happens, when Jesus comes back, when he rules and reigns, I know we're going to look back and have the conscience to realize we could have did so much more. We could have said so much more, but we're, we omitted so much right now because of 
lack of transformation, true and pure transformation, taking care of, you know, Jane said that uh, true religion is taking care of the orphans and widows and keeping yourself from from the worldliness. So there's so much to that. There's so much to that. So praise God, for he is faithful and he is worthy. And he is, he, you know, Jesus sent a comforter. He will comfort you through these times. But be willing to get vulnerable. Be willing to go there. Be willing to just realize maybe there's areas in your life that you still need deliverance on. Uh, get, just get vulnerable. Talk about those things. How do you feel about your parents? How do you feel about what they did? How do you feel about grandma, grandpa? And we can't paint a perfect picture right now. We, let's just let's just know that we're all we all have sinned and fall short for the glory of God. So let's just talk about those relationships. Let's talk about our husbands. Let's talk about our wife. Let's talk about our cousins, and sisters, and brothers, and neighbors, and you know, pastors. Like let's let's just get it out. Expose it. Just expose it and get delivered and be transformed because Jesus is joy. He's peace. He wants to move in those places in your life. But if you just kind of keep this cap of, you know, busyness and, you know, this false awareness of transformation, you're truly missing out on the fullness of who he is. And I dare say, you know, you could regret later in life. You really could. Whether it's on this side of eternity or the other side. So, praise God. Be encouraged. Um, Just get into John 3. You are a new creation in Christ. Hallelujah.